So welcome everyone to our Thursday Mindful Meditation. I'm Diana Winston. I'm the Director of Mindfulness Education at the Mindful Awareness Research Center at the Semmel Institute at UCLA. Happy to be here as we meet each week to practice together, to practice the art of being mindful, of paying attention to our present moment experiences with a very specific type of attention, one that is open and curious, and also one that is accepting or willing to be with whatever shows up. And that's the definition I typically use. Mindfulness is tremendously helpful, as we just talked about, for letting go of the past and the future and just coming into this moment. As we practice mindfulness, we begin to, in a sense, be an expert in our minds, of our minds, an expert of our mind. That's what our expertise is. We begin to see what this mind does, the patterns and the habits that we typically do. And we learn to antidote things that are not helpful, respond in skillful ways. So I think a lot about the way our mind does something we might call proliferation. It's a kind of a funny word, but it's, it, it's like there's a little bit of something, it becomes more and more and more and more. And this is the way our thoughts work. There's this proliferation. So you hear a sound, it's an irritating sound, and the next thing you do, you're thinking about, this is bugging me, I'm so annoyed, that's my neighbor again, why are they doing this, I'm going to go talk to them, blah, blah, blah. And at some point, you've called the cops on your neighbor, in your mind. This happens all the time. Someone gives you a funny look. And you think, oh, they hate me. And they're just giving you a funny look. Maybe they're, they're having a bad day. But our minds are constantly in reaction to whatever is happening around us. And we're constantly taking a simple bit of stimulus and going far, far beyond that bit of stimulus. So our minds proliferate. One little thing leads to the next story, to the next story, the next story. So mindfulness encourages us to not get lost in this proliferation. And we practice it here in the, on the meditation, in, in our meditation, and we can practice it out in our daily lives. When we notice that our minds have started to get lost in these stories, we can gently let go and come back to the present moment. So it's sometimes the language that's used is called Bear attention. And bear attention just means attending to something without a lot of stories, without a lot of conceptual overlay. So we can, rather than get lost in all these stories, we can come back into just the simplicity of whatever it is we're experiencing, whether it's our breath or our body or sounds or thoughts, etc. Now, sometimes our mind gets lost in something, and we're really stuck there. And there's no way that we can just let go and come back into the present moment. And that's when mindfulness is still useful, because that's when, with mindfulness, we can begin to investigate what it is. So let's say we're irritated, and we're really, really irritated. We can turn our attention to the irritation. What does that feel like in the present moment? My stomach is clenched, my heart is racing, my jaw is tight. In that way, we bring mindfulness to the place, essentially, that our mind has gone. And through doing that, we can soften, and sometimes that allows a letting go process. 
So I'm giving you a kind of a picture of how the mind works in relation to what I'm calling proliferation. And now we're going to do some meditation around that, and I think you'll get more of an internal experience of it. So let's settle back into our posture for meditating, which can be upright, but you just want to be comfortable. I like to avoid getting too comfortable, as that tends to lead to sleepiness. But even if you do get sleepy, you're not doing anything wrong. It's pretty normal. That happens when we meditate. So an upright posture, feet on the floor, hands resting where they're comfortable. Eyes can be closed or open. Most of the time, people do the closed eyes meditation. That's what I encourage. But for some people, it's not the right thing for them. And so doing it with your eyes open is fine. Just not looking around. Looking in one place, usually down. So we can notice ourselves seated here on this chair. We can take a few deep breaths to allow a process of settling in to happen. Ultimately, we'll be doing this meditation with our natural breathing, no need to lengthen or shorten. And we breathe in and out through the nose. But a few well-placed deep breaths can be very helpful, certainly at the beginning of the meditation and at any point. So let's begin the meditation by listening to sounds turning our attention to the sounds, the sounds in the room, perhaps sounds outside the room, sound of my voice. And let the sounds themselves become the meditation. as if you were listening to beautiful music that you love. Let each sound be part of the symphony or the band. And see if we can listen with this quality of bare attention. not getting lost in a conceptual story about the experience, but simply listening as it is. Noticing the silences between the sounds.
And then the proliferation may start to happen, like a snowball. One little sound, and you think, what is that noise outside? Are they back to doing construction again? Are they going to paint the next room? You know, And your mind just goes with these stories. That's the proliferation, like a snowball. So when you notice your mind has done that, you let go, just gently relax and come back to the sounds, the listening. And you might notice your mind can go very quickly into stories. Somebody sneezes and you think, oh no, I might get sick. Or so, you know, anything can happen. Boom, boom, boom. And the next thing you know, in your mind, you're at the doctor's. It's just a story. And these are the type of stories that often lead to suffering. So let's stay with the direct experience of listening. Now letting go of the hearing meditation and turning your attention to your body Noticing whatever is present, vibration, heaviness, lightness, movement, expansion, contraction, heat, temperature, coolness. There's so much to notice. There might be one very obvious sensation that grabs your attention, and you can stay with it. Or your mind might bounce around to different sensations. Bring curiosity and openness to our experience. And again, trying not to get lost in the story. We feel an ache and we think, uh-oh, that's my old sports injury acting up. But let it just stay there. Don't keep thinking about it. If you can, if you can. We notice it as thinking and then return to the direct experience. Letting go of that, bring your attention to your breathing. The rising and falling of your abdomen or chest, or the in and out sensations at your nostrils.
See if you can notice your breathing one breath at a time. Not thinking about our breath, but feeling our breath. So we stay with our breathing, then our mind wanders away. It may not be this mental proliferation I'm talking about. It may just be anything, random thoughts, memories, images, worries, plans. We notice when our mind has wandered. We can say a word like thinking or wandering. And then come right back to the experience of feeling our breath. So mostly we can stay with our breathing, but if a sound gets obvious, pulling you away from your breathing, let go of your breathing and listen to the sound. Practice hearing meditation till it no longer holds your attention, then come back to the breathing. If a body sensation pulls you away, notice it, feel it, sense it and then come back to the breathing, or your anchor. Let's practice together in silence.
We can notice our bodies present on the chair. And just take a moment to reflect. Did you find yourself lost in a lot of proliferation, a lot of these mental snowballs that just kept picking up steam? Or did you find that when they started to they began that you could notice it and just come back to the direct experience, the bare attention. So this is not to judge yourself or compare yourself or feel bad. Simply to notice. Be curious about your experience. You might notice how your body is feeling on the chair, feeling your feet on the floor, your legs and back against the chair. Notice your arms and hands. Notice your neck and throat and shoulders. And then face and facial muscles Allowing yourself to soften, checking in, being present, maybe offering a little bit of appreciation to yourself, if that makes sense to you in some way. Appreciation or loving kindness. And take three more breaths with awareness. And at the end of the third breath, you can open your eyes. Thank you for your practice today. I want to offer a practice for home which is get interested in this issue of proliferation, this mental snowball. When I say snowball, it's because it starts out with one little thought, and it just leads to another, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you have these giant snowballs in your mind. So notice during the week how your mind does that, how a tiny bit of stimulus can lead to this intense future thinking or worrying or sadness or just the way... I'm inviting you to be an expert in your mind. That was the suggestion of really what mindfulness does over time. It helps us be experts, connoisseurs of our mind. And Okay, so a couple of announcements. I will not be here next week. Gloria Kamler, who sometimes comes in here, will be here instead. And the following Thursday, which is October 10th, Michael Pericone will be here, and he and I will be doing the the Tibetan singing bowls that we do every few months. And then on the 17th, he and I will be doing it at the Fowler Museum in, at sunset. So there's a poster about that on the, um, on the table when you exit. And also information about all our upcoming classes through the Mindful Awareness Research Center. So there's a lot coming up. And I invite you to join us and deepen your understanding of mindfulness. So I think that's it. And one last thing.
He's a meditation master. The kitty. All right. Have a great two weeks. I'll see you in two weeks. But it'll be here next week without me. Both, both. Yes. Our usual. The 17th will be our usual meditation and the Fowler things at the e in the evening. Okay, sorry. Bell's here on the 10th. Regular meditation on the 17th. Bell's on the 17th at the Fowler at night.